Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's a pain-free Friday. Farrell's doling out minutes on the mahogany, waxing it up 100, 200, it's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad bread, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial right across the river and through the woods from her. Granny's rolling me up a bunch of spliffs because I'm going golfing in the morning with 34C and her hot friend. Check out them. People dressed in pots and bags, or wrecked in traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do. All my friends that come around, flats and flats and party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's in tatter, my brain's just flattered all over Manhattan, shoot to be shake out who. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with your boy Mafia tonight. And uh, the guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. The Canucks just had a power play, but couldn't score on Vegas. And uh, the Knights trying to get the puck out of their own end, having problems again tonight with Vancouver. As the game is scoreless, Game 7 in Edmonton between these two, the winner goes to the Western Conference Final, where they'll meet the Dallas Stars, who won today in overtime. They beat Colorado 5-4 in a wild game. It was 3-2, Rado. Then it was 3-3, then it was 4-3, Rado, then it was 4-4, and then it was 5-4, and that was all she wrote. So Dallas moves on, they'll meet the winner of this game, and then tonight already, the Miami Heat disposed of the Milwaukee Bucks. Overrated! <laughs> Down 3 nothing now. To the Heat after they took over the game in the fourth quarter and blew them out by 15. Jimmy Butler went off. I'm sick of hearing about Giannis. He didn't do jack with his little 21 spot. You can have it. We'll talk about it all tonight on the bench. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. 
we can laugh, man. We we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pearl on the bench. Uh, so uh, at the beginning of the uh, fourth quarter, right, it was, uh, to me, it was just absolutely unbelievable. I'm sitting there watching this game, and at the beginning of the fourth, it was 87-75, and the Bucks were in control of the game. They had the game. I mean, they were up 12. And then Hero makes a, a three from Crowder. It was 87-78. They were down. Giannis makes a alley-oop dunk. They're up 89-78. Nunn makes a J. It's 89-80. DiVincenzo makes a, a dunk. It's 91-80. They're still up 11. Go down a little bit. Adebayo makes uh, a free throw. They're down 10. Adebayo makes another free throw. They're down 9. Jimmy Butler makes a tip shot. They're down 91-84. Drogic makes a 24-foot three, uh, three from a Hero. They're down 91-87. So they're within four. Uh, Marvin Williams makes a six-foot shot, 93-87 bucks. Butler makes a tech, 93-88. Jimmy Butler makes a free throw, uh, one of two. It's 93-89. Butler goes to the line again. They're down three, 93-90. Butler makes a three-foot dunk, 93-92. Hero assists on that one. Butler makes a free throw. It's 93 apiece. Butler makes another free throw. It's 94-93. The Heat have the lead finally with uh, 6-16 left in the game, right? So then uh, Butler makes an alley-oop layup. From Iguodala, 96-93 heat. Hill makes a layup, 96-95 heat. Adebayo makes a dunk, 98-95 heat. Hill makes a layup, 98-97 heat. Go down a little bit. Uh, Freak makes a dunk, 99-98 bucks. Adebayo, a hook shot, 199 heat. Go down further. Butler makes a free throw, 101-99 heat. Then Butler makes... um, Another free throw, it's 102.99. Now, remember, when it's 102.99 with four minutes left, right? Four minutes left. They literally had a Bledsoe free throw with 2.49 left. That was the last time they scored the Bucks. I mean, they melted down like a ice cream cone. After that, it was all over. Crowder makes a three. From uh, Butler, they're up 107-100. Crowder makes free throws. It's 108-100. He makes another one. It's 109-100. Butler makes free throws. One, two. It's 111-100. Adebayo makes a free throw. It's 112. He makes another one. It's 113. He makes another one. It's 114. He makes another one. It's 115. 115-100. 
I mean, at four minutes in, they scored one point. And let's just get real here for a second. They're done. They're done. Uh, the Heat own them. They have a penthouse suite in their head. They've got, and they're renting it at $50 million a month. Penthouse. I mean, they're penthouse. They're, they're set up. Shop up in their head. It's over. Done. First of all, they can't beat them. They're five and one against them, right? Just for the season. They're three and oh against them in this uh, Eastern semi. They had the game one. They were up 12 in the start of the fourth quarter. They scored like, I don't even know what it was. At one point, it was 32 to or 32 15 or something in points. They doubled them. They doubled them in the fourth. They obliterated them. They got inside their heads. I mean, they literally slept with their girlfriends. Boom. Game over. Series over. They scored 13 points in the fourth. In the fourth quarter, the Bucks scored 13 points. They're the number one seed. They had the best record in the NBA. They are posers. Posers. I repeat, posers. They are frauds. That's it. They're frauds. They they are this happened last year, right? But not as bad as this year. <laughs> I mean, at least last year they were in games. I mean, this year they're just getting worked by the five-seated heat. The heat are killing them on both ends of the floor defensively. Forget about it. Defensively, I mean, I've never seen anything like it, what they did to clamp down on them. I mean, they clamped down on them like nobody's business. That was embarrassing. Now, look, 21 and 16 for Giannis. All I heard about all night was that he had an ankle tweak. They just kept giving him just excuse after excuse. I mean, Reggie Miller, whoever it was doing the game, it was just all night long talking about how he's he's grimacing in pain. He's He's, you know, there's something wrong with him. Uh, and then they said that, uh, what did they, I, I can't remember the word they use. Uh, look at their body. Uh, what is it? What do they say, Mavi? Like their, look, yeah, the body language. They kept talking about the body language. Body language? Ankles? What? I mean, what is that body like? What is body language? Here's the deal. Do you know why their body language was so bad? Because they were bent over by the heat. Bent over. Spanked and called Charlie. Body language is when you are a quitter. They were quitters is what they were in the fourth quarter. They got beat up, shut down, outworked, outdeed, out-offensed, out-rebounded, out. I mean, literally, they went to the line. I mean, the heat went to the line so many times because, because the Bucks fouled them. It wasn't because they were the refs were on the take which they usually are, the refs are usually screwing these games up, right? So I thought they screwed up the last game badly. The last game, game two was terrible. Game three, they didn't do anything wrong. They just called fouls left and right because that's what the Bucks were doing. They were fouling them left and right. And then how about this one? Butler shot a three on the wing so bad, he missed everything. It hit the other side of the backboard. It hit the other side of the rim. So he shot it from the left. It landed on the glass on the right side past the rim. 
He got the rebound. That's how bad the Bucks played. They let a guy 25 feet away miss a three, run in, get the rebound, and get fouled and go to the line. He missed, he airballed a three, got his own rebound on the other side of the glass against like the defensive player of the year and the MVP, reigning MVP. They can't, and they got Brooks Lopez in there too. They got they got two seven footers and they can't get a rebound from a little guy, Jimmy Butler. I mean, that's all you need to know. He got his own rebound on a on an air ball three. The guy ran in 25 feet, got his own rebound. Who's hustling? Who's playing hard? Who's making plays? Jimmy Butler, that's who. Who did nothing in the game? They just kept giving excuses for Giannis. There's something wrong with him. You know what's wrong with him? The heater, what's wrong with him? <laughs> 21 and 16, that's a nice game for anyone. That's a terrible game for him. If he's not having 35, 40, they're not winning. You know why? Because the rest of that team sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Because all they do, like Hill had 13, Middleton had 18. And that's it. Like Middleton shot seven of 16, two threes. He had three rebounds. I think his game is, is average at best. I'm, I'm so bored with watching Middleton play. Honestly, like, let's face facts. What does he do special? What, what's so special about Middleton? Besides, I don't know, nothing. I mean, let's just face it. Like, everyone in Milwaukee needs to roll one up, have a beer, go blame your mother or somebody else. Don't blame me that your team sucks. Don't blame me that here we go again for the second straight year talking about how bunk-ass your team is. Don't blame me. I got nothing to do with it. I know you guys don't like me with my gravelly voice and everything else, but the reality is you suck. Your team sucks. You know it. Have a beer. Smoke a fatty. Go talk to your girlfriend or something because your season's over. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Later, we have uh, John DeSilva on uh, talking about the Kentucky Derby. You may have seen him on uh, Coast to Coast today. If not, he'll fill you up with some uh, great bets for the Derby tomorrow. Believe it or not, uh, remember the Derby's usually the first Saturday in May or whatever. And now it's um, Labor Day weekend because of the COVID. And then we're going to talk to uh, our guy out at uh, KNX in uh, Los Angeles, 
Randy Cardoon. Thank God for <laughs> Mafia. I lose track of everyone's names and everything else. I'm a mess. There's a, there's been a lot of lost years, bad years of uh, physical and mental abuse of my mind and body. I need to be led like a stray dog to water. I need to be led to the, uh, you know, to the water and food, little salmon, little salmon dinner uh, for the dog. The dog needs to be fed to mentally stay with it. I'm worse than uh, Biden. They say he's lost his mind already and that he's going to try to uh, run uh, the country and be president. If he wins the election, he would be uh, the first, I guess. What do they say in Mafia that he's senile? <laughs> I mean, that's what they're saying about him. That Mafia is telling people I'm senile. There you go. So and I'm the way playing- Trump runs it, it seems like he's senile, even though he claims he's not. So who knows? What's the difference? Yeah, he, he's more than that. Anyway, uh, so I'm playing golf tomorrow morning with 34C. And uh, she's never, well, first of all, she's never golfed. I've, I've never gone golfing with her ever, right? So I usually play basketball on Saturdays in the hood. Every Saturday I play ball. But uh, I got invited to go play at this fancy uh, golf club with her friends. And I suppose, uh, yeah, I mean, my friends too. I know them. So I know these people. And uh, they're doctor friends of mine. And um, so I was going to, let's just be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't going to play. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather play basketball because, you know, I like them and everything. It's not that. It's just that, like, when I go golfing with my buddies, it's generally, um, let's say, just more liberal, if you will, in terms of uh, there's a lot of bad things going on. On the golf course, cheating, smoking. Oh, you go public courses. You're not a private course guy. I'm not a. I, I, yeah, I'm not really the private course guy. I, although I played with High Heat at the Field Club, and I'm going to this fancy uh, golf club tomorrow. Uh, high end, members only. Uh, you got to wear clothes and everything else. You can't uh, dress like a bum. Where on the you know public courses that I go on, I can be a total basketball shorts and a t-shirt. It doesn't matter. They just they don't care. But here you you have to wear a dress code and all the rest. So um, I'm going. 34C is going to go, and she's going to. I guess I'm assuming drive with a chick around in the golf cart, and then I'm going to drive with this dude in the golf cart. And I'm sure there'll be some uh, things going on on the golf course there too. But uh, it'll certainly have to be more discreet. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. And then on the, the public course, like the other day I was playing on a public course and uh, I was like, I had to go to the bathroom really bad. So I just went like right in the middle of like right up the tee box. Like I was in the, these like high grass, like whatever you call them, like, uh, you know, high, like high weeds, whatever. They were really tall, like weeds. And I went in there and went to the bathroom. I wouldn't do that at the fancy club. Right. So I'm sitting in there in the weeds and I see like people driving by. I see... <laughs> I see people like 10 feet away from me walking by with their golf cart, pulling their clubs, walking by. I'm standing in the weeds with my pants down. You don't do that at the fancy club. Uh, at the at the public course, you bring your cooler filled with beer and uh, and, you know, you're not allowed to do that at the fancy club. At the fancy club, they got the chick with the cart and the hot dogs and the crackers and all the beer and, and scotch and, and, you know, Gatorades and everything like that. At the public course, they don't have anything. And in fact, uh, they're mad at the public course if you even bring a cooler. 
but I sneak a cooler on everywhere I go if I go public. But I don't, um, you know, I don't know. These people golf all the time. They're obsessed with golfing. Okay. I just like going golfing. I can, I can hit a golf ball, but I, um, anyway, I don't like even, um, scoring. I mean, I can score when I play these public courses, they're easy for me, but when I play these really hard, uh, fancy clubs, they're, they're, they're a lot harder. So, uh, they're longer, they're tougher. The, the greens are harder, faster, everything about it's tougher. So what I do is typically if I play on those courses, I'd rather not score. I'd rather just play and not get mad. Right. Cause when I play on a public course, I can, I can shoot low because the, the courses are short and they're easy. And they're not hard and I can hit, I hit big. So if I hit it big and long, I can score on any short course, any, you know, easy public golf course. I can, I can pretty much, uh, I can, you know, I can keep it in the sevens and I can go low eight. I can go, I went 80, 82 my last two rounds, but I won't do that tomorrow at all. So I'm not even going to score based up. They can score for me. I don't care. But if I get all involved in scoring, uh, I get mad. I don't enjoy myself. I don't have fun. Like if I have a bogey, I get mad for like half an hour. I don't just wash it off after the bogey and go to the next hole. I'm mad for like five more holes. And then, you know, I get another bogey, maybe a double, and then the day's over and I want to go home. I'm miserable. So I try to just, when I go now with this, like 34 C is going to be there. I don't want to cause a scene or anything ever. So I'm just going to try to have fun and hit some big balls. Just hit some big shots. That's it. I'm going to try to hit, you know, I, I play the game so much different now, Mavi, than when I even played with you. Uh, I played with Mavi a lot in the days, Vegas, wherever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to hit drivers and three woods and all that stuff. I don't even do that anymore because, you know, I'm so wild with it. I can hit a driver 275 yards, but I don't know where it's going. It may go left. It may go right. <laughs> it may go out of bounds. It may go in a lake. But I have no control over like dynamic control over where it's going to go. Right. So I stopped doing it. I just stopped hitting those wild tee shots. I just hit a, a long iron. I'll hit like a three iron or I'll hit a hybrid off the tee and I'll just put it in the fairway. And then I go long iron again on the second shot or hybrid again on the second shot. And I'm still right where I need to be. Um, you know, trying to go up and down from there. Uh, the third shot in right. Uh, a wedge, or a nine iron in, I'm pretty good with, and then I'll either sink the putt or I won't, right? And then I'll either get a par or a bogey. I don't really play birdie golf anymore. I mean, I've had some birdies, uh, but mostly when I'm lucky, I have birdies. Back in the day when I was a six handicap living in California, I birdied holes all the time because I hit driver and I hit big. Uh, But I don't do it anymore because I don't have any control over my driver because I don't play enough. But lately I've been playing like once a week and so if I play once or twice a week, I can obviously uh, hit the ball a lot better. It's it's like anything else. If you play basketball every day, you you can shoot. If you don't play basketball ever, you can't shoot. It's that simple. Like, Mafia, you haven't played basketball in like six, seven months. You know, I guarantee if you go out your shot, it'd be all whacked. And then uh, if you don't play golf, same thing. You're, you're just not going to do well. It's that simple. Absolutely. I mean, some people go out the first time they haven't played golf in five years and they'll have a nice day and they'll hit the ball pretty well. And they'll be like, man, this is awesome. I got to start playing golf again. I think I'm going to go out and play once a week. And then they go out the next time they play and they shoot a buck 20 because they haven't played and they think they can play by never playing. And it just doesn't work that way. 
Golf, you have to play all the time to be good. It's that simple. You cannot just pick it up once a month or once every three months and be good. It's that simple. You can't do it. Anyway, uh, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm not playing basketball. I'm playing golf at 34C. Do you think I'll uh, get action on the golf course, uh, Mavi, in terms of – do you think I'll get any action at the turn or anything? Do you think I could get lucky in like the you – know, maybe the – Well, considering you already the, said that you're probably going to end up riding with your, your boy Pete and uh, the ladies are going to be riding together, I think it would be pretty awkward if you did. Well, what if, you know, maybe uh, halfway there's a situation where she is – A little rendezvous? You know, yeah, a little rendezvous 86, like a little, she might switch carts or something and get a little action in. I doubt I'm going to say that's doubtful given the stuffiness of the uh, club you're going to be at. Maybe it's on true. the public course you get away with that. Uh, I am, uh, we're eating there as well. Very fancy day. Lunch and around, perhaps. Would you like a cosmopolitan with your salmon salad, Mr. Farrell? No, thank you. Uh, so gaudy. Mm-hmm. Hush, hush. Anyway, uh, 63-59, Rockets lead the Lakers. You know what's amazing about uh, the game? And a bucket by Gordon, no foul. No foul. What are they calling there? Oh, I, I don't understand what that call is. What's that call? Is that basket not count? Well, I got to see what this call is. Is that not? That's just an uncontested layup. What's the problem? Vancouver's going on a uh, five-minute major power play in the second with a uh, scoreless 3.30 left in the in the second. No score, game seven. Going on a five-minute power play, and then uh, there you go. So this is the door opening for the Vancouver Canucks to take the lead in game seven against Vegas. Yeah, is this, uh, uh, you know, uh, same thing all over from last year for Vegas? The five-minute power play in game seven, that cost them the game? Yeah. Oh, and what are they doing? Throwing Reeves out of the game. I think that's what they're doing there. Five, oh, there it is. Five-minute major, cheap shot on uh, Reeves. He's getting thrown out of the game. That, that's definitely a cheap shot by this guy. That that was a complete dirty cheap shot suspension fine coming. He tried to take the guy's head off. They're showing him having a temper tantrum in the in the uh, alleyway back to the locker room. He's he's finished. He's going to get suspended and fined for that. If they win this game, he will not play in at least uh, several games of the next round because that was the cheapest shot I've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. All right, so end of the period uh, there. And so I don't know how much time they have left on the five-minute major on Reeves. He's going to get he's gonna get suspended either. Mavia said it best. He's either – if they win tonight, he'll get two or three games. If they, if they lose tonight, he'll get five, seven, ten games starting next season with the cheap shot he just laid in that game. You know what that shot is? It really is um, – the stupidity of Ryan Reeves. And uh, that's all there is to it. That's just a flat out, that's an ignorant, stupid, dumb, meaningless, worthless decision to 
hurt someone. That that is such a dumb move by him in a in a game seven to put his team down a five minute major and a game misconduct. He's thrown out of the game. It is such a stupid penalty. If they lose, you can blame your entire season on Ryan Reeves' stupid hit, cheap shot, trying to kill someone uh, on the ice in a game seven. I mean, is it not the dumbest thing you've ever seen? Like, you don't want penalties in a game seven. You don't want to be shorthanded. You don't want to be in the penalty box in a game seven. It'll cost you the series. And I think that, like, so far they haven't scored. So you can't call it the the game changer yet. But they still, Mafia, have at least two or three minutes left on that power play. I think they're going to have about 90 seconds when they get back. Because at 1630 in the, into the period, so three and a half minutes have passed by. So. But, you know, like you said, especially it's one thing to get penalties. It's another thing to get a major penalty that five minutes, score as much as you can. I mean, they're lucky they're not down two goals after, you know, that three and a half minutes. You know, that's exactly what burned them last year in that game against uh, the Sharks where they were up. And they took the five-minute major. That was, you know, pretty questionable. We thought it was all a terrible call last year. But they got five minutes and they scored a bunch of goals. And all of a sudden they lost and they were out. So it's one thing to take a dumb penalty. It's another thing to take a five-minute dumb penalty that gets you tossed and put your team on the – the penalty killers, and now you're drained for the third period. You know, you're already guessed enough in a game seven, third period, let alone the guys that have been out there kindling the penalty for five minutes. This guy, uh, Thatcher Demko, played at uh, Boston College. Uh, he's the goalie uh, that's doing this to them. And all I know is, is that uh, he has shut them out for like literally uh, the last like 90 shots. They, they have not been able to solve this guy once. They shut him out, four zip uh, in game six. And now game seven, they've got nothing on the board. And game six, they had like 50-some shots. And then tonight, they're they're rattling in with tons of shots again, and none of them are uh, going in. Bottom line is, one guy, a goalie, can be the difference in stopping a team that's better than you. The Vegas Golden Knights are better than the Vancouver Canucks, hands down. Better team, hands down. But because this goalie is so hot, absolutely so on fire, that they they might very well win because of him. That's why they'll have won the series. It, it'll be because of him. One of the things I wanted to mention is this, is that uh, the, I'm watching the Rocket game all night, and I just wanted to point one thing out. You know, I think ESPN's calling the game, right? And uh, I don't even care who's calling the game, but they have just been on their knees for LeBron James, like since it started. I mean, the entire broadcast is about LeBron James, right? And fair enough, he's a legend. I get all that. I, I'm I'm down. He's an awesome player. I love his game. He's he's a monster. No one can stop him. But it's amazing to me to point it out. This is what I notice. Okay, so. They, the entire broadcast is about LeBron. He had a dunk on, uh, I think it was on Westbrook. It was. Westbrook tried to take a charge, and LeBron had this monster tomahawk dunk in the lane on a, uh, basically on a bounce pass that he caught at the free throw line and just went thunder dunk on Westbrook. And Westbrook tried to take the charge, but he didn't get the call. He got the body and one with the dunk. And they, they talked about it for you know, seven minutes, this dunk. And they showed the bench for two, three minutes of their their reaction. It was all about LeBron. LeBron, 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 LeBron. And then the the point I'm trying to make is, is that they were never, they were like never winning the game. <laughs> they were never winning. <laughs> the Rockets were winning the game. 
Harden was unstoppable. Westbrook kept getting uh, to the rim and getting fouled. Uh, Tucker was hitting threes. Uh, the bottom line is uh, everyone on that team, Covington was hitting threes, having steals. House, everybody was playing well. Gordon, all of them. And the Rockets were winning the game. They couldn't shake them. It wasn't like the Rockets could shake them, right, and get away from the Lakers. But they had like a you know four or five-point lead, three-point lead, one-point lead, four-point lead, five-point lead. It was just they were constantly going back and forth. They couldn't shake them. They couldn't get rid of them. The Lakers are too good, right? But they were leading the game the whole time. The whole time they were leading the game. Meanwhile, the guys on ESPN, all they talk about is LeBron James. <laughs> this other oh, team's they're beating him. And they're they're winning the game. They're Harden's getting to the rim, scoring left and right. Jeff Green's hitting floaters. Westbrook's hitting floaters. Harden's scoring left and right. And they didn't talk about it at all. All they talked about is LeBron James. I mean, it is like a lot LeBron. You'd think it was his birthday. I mean, it was, you would think that he was getting into the Hall of Fame tonight, that they were literally doing it. Was a, it was a LeBron James broadcast. It was, that was it, dedicated solely to LeBron's career. It was like his last game. That's how it was like. It was like Kobe's last game, the Mamba night. I mean, it really was because I'm sitting here. You can't even deny it. Like, I watched the game. Don't kid yourself. I know what I'm talking about. They literally talked about LeBron James for the entire first half as they never led. <laughs> they never led. I think they led 2 nothing. That was it. I mean, literally. I mean, I, they might have led more than that, like, at the beginning of the game. I could actually tell you uh, what they, you know, led by, right? But I, it, it's just unbelievable to me. I got to do the play. I got to go back to the first I got I got to go back to the first. Is that possible to do? I think it is. Here we go. Beginning of the game, Lakers up. <laughs> okay. So, I guess at one point, end of the first, the Lakers led or they were down 29-28. But at the beginning of the game, the Lakers led 2 nothing, 4 nothing, 7-2, 7 2 7-5, 9-5, 12-7. <laughs> you know, then it was 12-12, and after 14-12, the Lakers led. And then after that, 16-15, they led. And then they never led again. They never led again. That's it. They never led again. So at the end, it was 29-28 Rockets. But, but you know, by second quarter, okay, you go to the second quarter, and at the end of the second quarter, the Rockets led uh, 63-55, and they never I don't I don't believe at one point it was 54 53 at one point it was 52 apiece but they never led in the second quarter meanwhile the entire game the first half it was LeBron TV oh my god I I I couldn't even take it it was so bad like do you not realize when you're calling the game you're the you're the play by play and the analyst that the other team's winning <laughs> Do not do not ever say, you know, we really are doing a porno here for LeBron. Maybe we should just talk about the other team that's winning. <laughs> maybe maybe we should talk about the fact that they're stopping them and they're out rebounding them and they're scoring and they're leading them and they're winning and they're up and they've been up since it was 12 all. I mean, honestly, Mafia, you can't even deny it. Like it's it's annoying. It's just so it's just so unbelievable that they they just ignore the fact 
that they were losing the game to this small ball team. And all they talked about is LeBron's greatness because he had a dunk. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. If I were the guy running that network, I'd be like, do you guys not? I would be on the phone to the press room. Do you not realize they're losing the game that they're losing the G damn game? Are you guys going to call the game that they're losing or are you just going to go down like this is some kind of porno? Like, this is unbelievable. I, I was sitting there going, what game are you watching? I, I, like, I, it makes me sick to my stomach. I can't even take it anymore where the whole thing is about him. I mean, that's Fine. how they always run out. They've, they've always, like, picked their guys. Like you said, and on the first game, they're all about Giannis. Giannis, oh, look at Giannis. He's hurt. He's, he's doing so yeah. great. Meanwhile, they're yeah. losing. They're down 3-0 now. You know, like, they, LeBron, Getting their ass they're always going to find their guys. That they just, like, that's the guy they're riding the whole game. That's the guy they're talking about the whole game. And either they're going to talk about how great he's doing or how bad he's doing, but no one else on the court exists. And they no do the exists. same thing with football. You know, it's all about Tom Brady. It doesn't matter if the other team has him down by 40. Tom Brady's on the other side, and he's the one that matters. So I get it. Like, they, they could still win this game easily. It's a five-point rocket lead right now with just under four minutes left in the third. Tons of time for LeBron to win the game. And then they'll talk about him some more. You know, if he wins the game, they'll talk about him some more and it'll all be for naught and I'll be stupid. And everyone can say Pharrell doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, Pharrell uh, is crazy and this and that. But I I watched the entire first half and they literally I mean, they never mentioned any. The the Rockets aren't even playing in the game. It, It was just LeBron TV for the whole first half. I mean, I was just sitting there going like, oh, my God, it was so bad. I had to turn the hockey game on. I just can't even take it. It's just, it's so embarrassing. It really is. It's like, I mean, there were guys on the Lakers performing. Pope hit a couple of big threes. Caruso, who I think is trash. He he actually uh, had a couple of big buckets. I'll give him credit. He had early, he came in and injected like seven points. So, I mean, he was playing pretty solid. I just want to go look at the, uh, at the box now, at the very least for, you know, how some of them are doing, right? So in this game, Harden's got 31, Eric Gordon 12, Westbrook 11. That's it. Nobody else doing jack. Davis and James 17 apiece. What? Every time Harden touches the ball, they're throwing a double-team trap at him and try to get the ball out of his hands now. Well, that's because he's lighting them up. selling out. That's because he's lighting them up. And then here's on the other side, Davis and Davis has 19, LeBron 17. Uh, Danny Green has 10, and then uh, Caruso has nine. So I saw him have seven, and then he had two since then. So he came out and hit uh, he hit a, a three. I saw him hit the three, and then uh, he's two of five from the uh, floor. So, oh, and he got – I know he got fouled and made two free throws. So he hit a two and then got a free throw. Uh, hit another free throw, that's four, and then he hit a three. And then he's had a bucket since then. So I think those must have been free throws as well because he's only hit two J's in the game. So, but they they only talk about LeBron. I mean, uh, Anthony Davis has uh, 19 and nine, but LeBron's got 17, six, and six. Listen, I won't deny, I, I love LeBron's game. He's in, He's insane. It's just incredible. His career is just... It's sickening what he's done. There's no denying it. But I just can't take it when he's not, he's doing well, but he's not winning. 
the, the, he's not winning the game. The other team's winning the game. You, you have to sit there and in the moment, I believe, and be like, this is crazy. This small ball, it's working. They're beating him. They're up. They're winning. And it doesn't matter if he has a dunk. They're down five. I mean, like, they're, they're not winning the game. Why are we spending the whole broadcast talking about this guy when the other team's actually, like, working on a gem, working on an upset? I mean, they could still lose the game. I get it. But I'm talking about just – I'm just talking about the first half, right? So I'm on the air now. I can't listen. Uh, thank God I can't listen. I want to kill myself listening to these two. But here's the deal. I think it's like, uh, whatever. I don't even care. I think Mark Jackson's doing the game or something like that and, and some other guy. But uh, it kind of it was really annoying to me. All right, so Pharrell and a bench. It's eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine to get on the bench. So just so you know, PharrellOnTheBench.com is where all my picks are every day, seven days a week, 365. All the baseball plays, all the uh, Stanley Cup, all the NBA uh, playoffs, everything. Uh, College football for uh, Saturday and Monday. I put up those. Those will be up uh, for tomorrow. And then the UFC fight night will be up for tomorrow. Mafia's fight night picks. Check it out. PharrellOnTheBench.com. I think you'll dig it. Hide the money from your wife. It's it's nothing. It's it's a joke, the price. It's a joke. I'm the Walmart of handicapping. People love it. The price is so ridiculous. People are like, man, that guy makes me tons of money, and all I have to pay is this much? You got to be kidding me. I spend more on my gas and my car. That's right, because we're doing people up. That's what we do. We do people up. We don't screw people. We do them up. It's a beautiful thing. So... Uh, here we go. 78-76 Rockets. A minute left in the third. They're trying to upset the uh, Lakers. And Rivers with the and one. The drive and the bucket and the foul. Doc's kid getting involved. Rockets up four. So this guy, uh, Margaret Thatcher Demko. Mavi, what'd you say it is? Shots 20-something to six after two periods? 21 to six. So the Canucks have six shots in the entire game. So far, yes. That's embarrassing. And, and imagine if they win. What if they have four more? What if they are held under 10 shots and win the game? I've never heard of that. I don't think I've ever heard of that in my life, a team shooting six shots through two periods. That's unbelievable. So in the second hour, uh, John De Silva, Randy Dune on a bench. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.